The Utah Jazz have done it again. And to quote the great Craig Bolajak, that's some amazing beep. We're talking about it next on Postcast. <laughs> I've been locked along with Ron Boone, and we just finished the broadcast. And I hope he doesn't mind. But Craig Bolajak just summed up the night by taking his headset off. Finally, ever the fans had left, he turns to us and goes, that is just some amazing beat. And guess what? He's right. How? No marketing, no Sexton, no Clarkson against a team that won 11-13 since the break, seven straight on the road. How? And I meant to ask you this during the course of the, of the ball game, David, but that first half was unbelievable. Have the Kings been scored? I mean, the Jazz scored 68 points on them in the first half. Yeah, I'm pretty certain the Kings have allowed 68 points a lot of times. They give up a lot of points, huh? (laughs) Yeah, like, as great as I just made the Kings sound, let's be perfectly honest. I'll bet they've given up 68 points a whole big bunch of times this year. The the bottom line for that is that they also scored 60. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How are they doing? I mean, really, you don't have Lowry. You don't have Jordan. You don't have Colin. You start off hot. You play brilliantly early. You hit a bunch of threes. You score 40 points in the first quarter. You go 5 of 10 from 3, 15 of 25. You got 20 assists at halftime. You're up by 16, and we opened the broadcast in the second half and said, okay, the first five minutes are going to matter, and by the end of five minutes, it was a six-point game. By the time we hit the fourth quarter, it was tied. Sacramento is 24 and 15 in the clutch. They're the number one offense in the NBA. They're the number one offense in the clutch. So you just know how this is going to end. This is going to end that Sacramento kind of wears the Jazz down, makes a bunch of plays. They have two guys that are going to be all NBA this year, and they outduel a Jazz team that finished with three rookies, a guy that was signed on a 10-day contract, and Kelly Olenek. That's yeah. who the Jazz closed with tonight, and they close on a 15-5 to run. How well, is that possible? It's, you would think it would be possible, but that run that the Jazz had in that first half was just unbelievable. The Kings were not ready for it. They were, the Jazz were making shots. They put the Kings in a hole to where they had to fight back, and, and uh, now they're playing uphill. They did a great job getting back, and I think they took the lead maybe twice, the big, their nine, biggest lead nine, was only three. We had nine lead changes, I think, all in the fourth quarter tonight. Yeah, yeah, nine or nine, eight, yeah, eight or nine. Eight, eight or nine. But the, I, I think that the fact that the Jazz were able to survive, David. I mean, we, I'm, I'm sure Kelly Olynyk and, and Abaji is going to be the stars again. That's for sure. But that oh. bench came in and got 50 points off the bench here tonight. <laughs> there are a lot of guys that can go in there tonight. Poor, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> But Walker Kessler took Demata Sabonis, who is yeah. going to be an All NBA player and is probably one of the six, probably going to be should be like sixth or seventh in MVP voting, and completely took him out of the game with his length tonight. He he played a great ball game, David. He had eight he, rebounds, he <laughs> five, had five block, block shots, and, stymied. And Demata Sabonis, Sabonis shot what? Sabonis ended up with eleven points. He had twelve rebounds, nine assists. He's great. But what he shoot? He was 4 for 11. He, like, went 11 of 11 against us earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, back but, to the game. But uh, I agree. I, I'm, so, I'm going to so, agree with you at the end. Don't worry so about it. So that bench at the, the Jazz, were, they were able to get something out of Yudoka tonight. They were able to get something out of uh, uh, Anderson. Did, is that Anderson? Tuscan Anderson. Yeah, 18 for Dunn. Uh, it, I mean, just 50 points coming off that bench. And, and you know, those are not – 
rotation players in I the mean, league. Andy know? Williams <laughs> points out we had eight guys. Andy Williams in our chat room just points yeah. out we had eight guys in double figures tonight. Yeah, unbelievable. But the, the fact that they got off such a great start in that first quarter and got the, that got the Kings playing uphill, having to make some adjustments for their game in order to beat the Jazz was 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 uh, something that usually happens. Teams having to make adjustments. You know, to beat them. We'll have to see what the numbers are when they come out, but the official, the first half story is the zone. Yes. The Jazz come back with us. They switch between a 2-3 and a 1-3-1 zone tonight. They were switching, kind of alternating between the two at times, predominantly in their 1-3-1 zone. What did the zone do to Sacramento? Well, it, it forced them to shoot. Well, they wasn't making shots here at first. I mean, that third quarter, they started getting that corner three. Barnes ended up having one heck of a third quarter. Uh, well, no, Barnes had the second quarter. Murray it had was the, Murray had, had the third, the third quarter. quarter. That uh, when shooting the three-point shot, so they made some adjustments to the point where uh, that you know tr Jazz trying to keep Kessler close to the to the basket as much as possible, and then when they start breaking the paint, they start getting threes, and they also start getting to the free throw line. So yeah. expect to see a little bit more of that next week when we plan. We opened up the broadcast talking about Sacramento's dribble handoff game, the best in the game. They run uh, 38 dribble handoffs a game. The next closest in the league was 28. The Jazz are league average at 20. I, I don't think they had more than 12 or 14 dribble handoffs tonight. Yeah. They literally, the Jazz zone defense took them completely out of their dribble handoff game. Yeah, it took them out of the strength of, the, of, of their offense for the most part. And basically that's what you want to do. Uh, you just make the coaches make adjustments. And if you have the personnel to do it, try to put the guys in the right spots out there on the floor, which they did. And they started knocking down some threes there in the corner. But they all start putting uh, players in the slot to the point where they could drive and, and penetrate the Jazz defense. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, this is kind of where this night's truly remarkable. Taylor Horton Tucker begins to have a tough night. Um, and so Chris Dunn and Point Kelly, yes, like, <laughs> take over kind of that role on this roster and it's just another example of guys stepping up and in the case of Kelly Olenek and I don't want to forget Chris Dunn here but the case of Kelly Olenek he's and he was really interesting in our post game interview like he really evolves every game into something he's just such a brilliant player um, and he even said hey sometimes you got to evolve inside of a quarter sometimes you have to evolve inside of a inside of a half but he's changing. He looks at every night clearly as what does this team need from me? Because he's been a different player since we traded Mike Conley, and he's been a different. He was a different player tonight without Markin and Clarkson and Sexton. He's been around a long time, so obviously he knows and, and recognizes. You know that he has to pick his game up um, and doing some things that he doesn't doesn't normally do. Um, play off the dribble for the most part, and but. Rebounding is always going to be a key for him, and I think uh, distributing the basketball is always going to be a key for him there as well. And he did that tonight tremendously with 12, uh, with uh, 10 rebounds and, and eight assists. I do want to give a shout out to Chris Dunn. What are you seeing from him and how he controlled this game? Because well, he closed know, it tonight. You know how I feel about him. I, I thought that at, when he joined this team that he was going to not just have two stints of, of a 10-day contract. I thought he was going to end up uh, being signed for the rest of the year. I think he's a, a, a good rotation player. Uh, I like his defense. I, I know he's – I really love his, his mid-range games where he gets into the paint and, and he has a little push shot there in the middle. I think that's the strength of, of, of his offense for the most part, but he knocked down a couple of threes. But his length and his defense, I think, is what I like there as well. You know, the, one of the bigger plays of the night, I can never remember. I think you guys are all used to this by now. I can never remember play-by-play play until I go back. I always go back and watch Craig and Thurl and Holly after the game so I have some idea of what happened. Um, but one of the biggest plays of the night is what I called a zip code three for Chris Dunn, and that's when he's the only guy in the zip code and he gets a three, and that's intentional. That's because Chris Dunn in his career has made 29% of his threes, and Sacramento went with that scouting report, and Chris Dunn knocked it down, and he's 
that was a monster shot in this ballgame. Yeah, he knocked down two three-point shots, and, and believe me, those are three-point shots that feet together, looking straight down the barrel, plenty of time to get, to get his thoughts together, then shoots the basketball. He's not one of those guys going to catch it off the dribble. Uh, I mean, shoot off the dribble is not going to be one that's going to shoot off the catch, the three-point shot. But you let his feet get his feet together, he can knock down the shot. All right, we got to talk about Ochai a little bit, but I want to wrap up some numbers here. Sacramento came in with the best half-court offense in the NBA at about one point. Uh, I can find the exact number, but I believe it was 1.18 points per possession, which was the second-best half-court offense in the history of the NBA. Tonight they end up with a 105.9. So still good, 74th percentile, but way off where they've been. They came in with the number one offense in the NBA, uh, coming in at a 119.7, and uh, they were a 115.4 tonight. So the Jazz did a great job there. Sacramento got an incredible 19 corner threes off tonight against the zone, making eight of them. They took 52 of their, fi- of their 97 shots as threes tonight. Remember when the Jazz didn't allow threes? Yeah. Well, that's an evolution there from Will Hardy as the Jazz did that. From a Jazz standpoint, part of their success tonight was they got to the rim for 22 shots and made 17 of them uh, as well. We touched on it for a minute. Uh, just what Walker did to Sabonis tonight. What uh, what happened there? Because well, Sabonis I, was it, not it, his it, usual it's self. It's length and, and the fact that uh, I think Walker Kessler may have went for one pump fake that got him in trouble. And, and he picked up a couple of early fouls there uh, trying to defend him. But after that, it, he just used his length <clears throat> and really bothered uh, Sabonis where he could not score over the top of him. Sabonis is not a leaper. He uses his body and then to the point gets close enough to where he can shoot over, over his right shoulder. And Kessler just, he just, for the most part, just took that away. Once you block one or two shots or you bother one or two shots, now you're, you're in the head of, of the shooter, of, of the offensive player, and you start changing your game a little bit, and uh, Sabonis got frustrated. Uh, all right, Ochai Abaji, the positive of Jordan Clarkson being out has been that Ochai Abaji has become your shooting guard. He has now taken double-digit shots, I think, in seven straight games. 14 of them tonight. He scores, they score 20. He scores 27, a new career high. He hits a monster big shot late in the game. He hits two big free throws. He's clearly unfazed from his Kansas days. There, I mean, there are no Kansas State, there are no Kansas State club that they're still in the tournament. Sorry, that I had to, Craig Bolajak actually made me do that. Um, but they did win a national title last year, and he was the player of the Final Four. Um, what are you seeing out of Ochai? Well, what I'm seeing is is what we'll ask him to do: play just like your what the offensive player, I mean, yep. the national player of the year. And, and don't just start settling. I mean, just go out there and play your game. Uh, and, and he's added so much to his game now. Shooting off the dribble, not shy about um, when or where he shoots the basketball. And and like I said earlier, I like the fact that, you know, some of his rebounds, let's see, he ended up with uh, five rebounds, but he catches, I mean, he just has a way of going and finding the, the basketball off the rim. Kind of like that. Jazz getting Ochai Abaji in the Donovan Mitchell trade. He drops 27. Walker Kessler has 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 blocks. And Stymies Demata Sabonis. The storylines of this season continue to blow us away. And Ron Boone, the two stars tonight are? Mine are Abaji and Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Abaji with 27 points and a plus 18. Five, 6 of 10 from 3. Pretty hard to quibble with that. Chris Dunn, we love you. Walker Kessler, we love you. 
Uh, those were impressive performances. Frankly, Rudy Gay has been really important recently mm -hmm. for the Utah Jazz after what was a first half of the season that was kind of relentlessly mocked by people. Mm -hmm. um, he's been pretty good recently. That wraps us up. Locked on Jazz will come your way tomorrow from some undisclosed location, which might be a ski resort parking lot. <laughs> and uh, just once again, to quote the great philosopher who usually gives us buckle up, that's some amazing. Have a great night. Beep.